1: Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copy Podcast. It is the Leicester reaction and not Brentford. It's the Villa um preview show. Um feels like the long time the Leicester, the Leicester game, to be honest. But um today I'm joined by Daz from the Liverpool Connection podcast. It's been a long time coming together. Daz on with the whole um, time differences and that, and then we've got Doug as well from the Dugout Football Channel. But lads, how we doing first? Daz, I'll come to you. How are you? how are you doing, lad?
0: Yeah, sound. Um, looking forward to chatting. Um, this is this is my first one, so uh, with you, Mick. So yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to it. So go easy on me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we've 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 done shows again, As I think together on like I think empire of the cop yeah, i think the and cop, other yeah. ones and stuff but never on here so yeah they de- debut for daz and then i think did you say doug it's it's hat trick time so need to get you to uh, your fly away trick signed by me and daz and get it sent out to you might be <laughs> hard like I'm, send it over from Liverpool to america over to scotland like might cost a bit but we'll try how are you doing lad
2: i'm doing very well thank you very much for having me it's, it's a pleasure as always
1: no worries at all, but yeah, I just thought we'd start with uh Leicester because it was, it was a, uh, I think the first what's fifteen twenty minutes was um kind of wondering what was going to happen because not much happened in terms of, uh, Liverpool kind of kind of I suppose feeling them out a little bit, seeing what was going to happen because Leicester the way they are in the league and stuff they were gonna they were gonna put a lot of energy especially into that first half an hour, um. But Daz, I'll start with you. Like, how was your feeling? Like in that, I suppose when before the game was starting, when the game started, because like I said, Le- Leicester were obviously going to be fighting for the lives. I think we just needed to kind of control the game a little bit, and I think that's what Liverpool have been good at recently—is getting the ball down and just kind of passing it around. Not not too not too much with the ball, but just trying to figure out the other team and seeing what they're doing. And I think that's what Liverpool of old have done as well—just to see how we can settle into the game and start the game in the correct way.
0: Yeah, I I um I think the first 15 minutes were a bit crap weren't they? You know, uh we knew Leicester's plan was to try and get it uh wide or over the top to Vardy. Um I think we we were we played like Liverpool of old. I think the first 15-20 minutes like just hold back, see what they've got and then then go go for it. Um but yeah, I mean we we uh, it wasn't a very good game to watch that first half, was it? It was, it, it just you know, but the end result is what what we all you know care about. But um, yeah, Leicester just, I feel sorry for them. Um, you know, you go you go from winning the league seven years ago to I mean, they look like they are going to get relegated. Um, and M- Madison, to me, you know, we 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 all talk, you know, how how good he can be. But what I saw was just he holds on to the ball too long, takes one or two touches too many. Um, And and our lads just, yeah, we just waited, you know, waited our turn and then, uh, you know, turned the screws. I I mean, I I never do like goal, like uh, result prediction goal-wise, but um, I I knew we'd beat them just because the, the way we've been playing in the last six matches. I mean, we are looking like the Liverpool of old. I mean, Fabinho for me, if if Trent didn't do the stuff he did, Fabinho would have been my man of the match quite easily.
1: Yeah, I think it's um, there's quite a few of the lads that we can we can talk about, like, but yeah, I think Fabinho is one that if he's occupying less space, he's more effective. I think that's I think that's I think that's always been the case. I think he's been a lot more mobile in the past, but I think as he's getting a bit older, I think the less space you give him um yeah you just let him just get his foot stuck in and he, and he, and more often than not it it, it ends in a Liverpool chance and um, but like you said does the thir- the first half an hour wasn't anything to be um wasn't a great spectacle but uh, on the 33rd minute we we uh, got the breakthrough didn't we Doug? that was it was, a, it, was a, it was a nice little move and uh wow. to see Curtis Jones back on the score sheet i think he's started 9 in a row now is first the first time he's done that for liverpool and um he's starting to Not only just put performances in that we expect of him, especially because he's a. I think he's a he's a rhythm player. He needs consistency, but I think he's putting in performances that are actually like full of energy. And he's now putting the he's now getting the goals as well. So to get the goal in the way that we did, and kind of like we were saying, break their kind of spirit a little bit and their resistance because they would have been the more that game would have went on, the more happier they would have been to kind of be stifling us. So to get that goal, thirty three minutes. To kind of open them up and, and the way that we did it and the player that did it, I think it was a, it was like a a perfect goal in a weird way as well, weren't It,
2: it was it was a it was a lovely move. I remember the like the, I think it was Allison that got it, and then I think Kanati plays like a long ball down, and then I think obviously Salah gets it. And you know, the one thing you don't do if you're a defender is let the ball bounce. I think we've been told that if you you play sort of school football or anything like that, I think don't let the ball bounce and. What does Wout Ves do? Let's the ball bounce. And then, obviously, Salah puts the a lovely ball for Curtis Jones. And look, this is the thing I've been saying. Curtis Jones needs to add a lot more goals to his game because he seems to be getting a lot of goals for like the like the under-21s England team. Seems to be getting a lot of them. So I think if he adds more goals into his game, he's, he's going to be fantastic. And I'm really, really happy for him because I think he was at a bit of a stage earlier in the season where I think many people were sort of starting to sort of criticise him wasn't sort of bringing um, anything to the the table or anything like that but I think if you look at the last certain nine games I think you can kind of see what Curtis Jones is all about and I love the run that he made because it was similar to the Tottenham goal as well Um, but all he just has to do is basically keep on doing this and uh, he will definitely be a very good squad player going on from next season
1: yeah, I think, like I said, he's a he's a rhythm player. I just want to see him. Yeah, especially if we're signing players and players are obviously going to be leaving, he needs to come in and do that on a, on a regular basis. But it's a nice platform that he's he's starting to show it because what's lovely about it is he's been so doubted as well. So I, it makes it even more pleasurable that he's that he's doing these things. A local lad weirdly should be getting more leeway but it seems like he gets less and i find that really bizarre you should be giving him more time you should be encouraging him more but it seems like i mean i think twitter and what and real life are different fucking <laughs> species like but um sometimes it does make me laugh but that's the set the second one was absolutely class i i think i think i didn't really celebrate it because because of what footy is now with fucking vir and vir has got some good parts but it's got loads of bad parts. And I think it's those ones where you see it initially and you're like, oh yeah, he's off. I'm not, you can't celebrate it. You you're just kinda like, well, I'll just wait to see if the goal. And then if it's given, you kind of like, yes, get in 2-0. But you're not that initial moment when someone scores a goal of that quality, that initial reaction and um outpouring of emotion isn't there. But even still the play, like the little turn by Gakpo where he sends their midfield midfielder away, the burst of pace that we've seen from him, and then the little interplay with Salad and then the first touch to set it. And I think like we said with Curtis Jones, he's he tends to take well well in the past he's took too many touches in sit in those areas. But it was one touch and bang. The keeper didn't even didn't even see it, didn't move until it had already been in the back of the net and to get a second one so soon. I thought it was Gakpo at first. I'm not going to lie. When when I saw the touching shot, I thought, oh, I want a goal by Gakpo. And then Jones is wheeling away with his arm in the, in the air. And I'm like, what's going on here? But uh, yeah, 2-0 up. Like I said, the first one broke the resistance. The second one, that just gave Liverpool the licence to carry on with the good stuff that they were already doing, didn't
0: it? Yeah, it's, not, it's nice to see Jones, you know, bag a brace as well. Um, I, I love how kind of cocky he is, to be honest. I mean Trent was that way as well, uh, but I love how he always wants the ball. You know he's not scared. He'll he'll run to towards towards the ball. But yeah, that 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 bounce and then the shot. I think that's what messed the goalie up. Because um, I was listening to um, Peter Schmeichel yesterday saying like his positioning on 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 the goalkeeper's positioning. You know if if he would have like put it got it down on the floor. Curtis then he might have been able to you know uh, get the position in right but um, yeah I mean it was quality and I mean we've got to think you know and I've been one of his critics as well I'm sure you used to as well you know I mean the injuries the 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 weird eye injury he got that he's only 22 you know he's still learning I I thought he was, like, at least Trent's age, but he's only 22. And he's shown me more in the past six, seven matches that he can definitely be a squad player, like Doug said as well, you know. And fair play to him. He's he's never given up. Uh, And fair play to Klopp as well, giving him uh, the opportunity. Because we all know if Thiago was fit, you know, um, Curtis would be on the bench. So the, this has opened an opportunity, and, and he, he's passed with flying colours for me.
1: Yeah, and I, I think like when you look at like his start, I think it's it's weird because he played in that season where we got the all of injuries, but he was playing more because we had like Hendo and Fab centre back, so he was playing more. So there was more pressure on him, but then like you said, does he had that weird eye injury, um, stress fracture in the leg, shin splints, like just injuries that like. There's no like, there's no like return date for shin splints. You just gotta wait and see. And then if you're training and it hurts again, you stop playing again until it stops. It and it's just a weird one. Um, but hopefully now he's starting to. And I think it's nice because like he's gone from like I think most of us accepted that um, maybe alone next year or um, I don't know. I, I'm sure people wanted them sold just to make I suppose a bit of money to kind of go back into the kitty to sign more players. I was getting to the fact that I'm the most one of the most positive glass-half-full people, I was like, well, it's probably time for a loan. And I, I was trying to bang the, the drum for ages to study his quality, because you can see it. You can see it even before these games that he's got the quality. It was about showing it on the pitch, though. And I think, like, starting nine in a row, um, three goals and one assist, in his the last seven. Um, he's starting to, I suppose, turn the screw a little bit with, um, with the output. And I suppose it, it coincides with Liverpool doing really well, which I think has elevated even more, because you can see that he's taking the I don't know the the pressure on the shoulders and taking the mantle if you like and kind of just driving Liverpool forward in in games that I suppose a couple of games ago we, there wasn't as much pressure on because Liverpool were just like well let's go let's go and play footy but now there's an outside chance that we might actually get something at the end of it which is a well hopefully we'll see it depends on that depends on the Brighton game tomorrow I suppose if they can get something off Newcastle um but yeah Doug we get we get in 2-0 half time um how are you feeling? Because I think before this recent run, I think Liverpool, if we're 2-0 up, I'm always worried that something's going to happen, someone's going to score. We seem to go through a phase where we kept def- conceding, like deflected goals, def- deflect off three people and go bottom corner off the post. And you're like, fuck's sake, like, you can't win. Something was always going wrong. But I never felt like that with this game, weirdly. I just felt like Liverpool would come out second half. And it took us... Oh, 15 20 minutes to get the second to get the third goal, sorry, I should say. But I never felt under pressure, I always felt like Liverpool were gonna eventually get another goal.
2: I think when you look at Leicester this season, they have a tendency to whenever they concede, they always seem to concede two or three. It's, it's happened a couple of times, and I mean. The the start I think was uh, the uh, pre World Cup they haven't kept a clean sheet in twenty two games um, as all well. so once we obviously got the first one I always always had a feeling that once we get the second that was out for me I, I don't I don't remember they were coming back and I think when you look at Leicester's team they are a team of individuals there's a lot of players wanting to leave I think there's been I think it's been highly documented obviously Madison wants to leave Tillemans wants to leave so I never ever felt going into that second half that we were really going to be you know pressurized and to be fair, I think they only had three shots on goal. I think the whole game, um, and then the I think it was one on target. And obviously, Alison Becker, uh, or I, I'd like to call him Alison Becker Neuer, because that's what he was doing the entire match. He was basically being sweeper keeper most of the game. Um, but he he was fantastic. But yeah, the third goal was just unbelievable, straight from Trent alexander similar to the Chelsea one, sort of sort of bending into the into the right hand corner, but. This one is unbelievable strike. Um, I don't think uh, you can have two keepers in uh, in goal and I don't think they're getting to it. Um, And it gave Mohamed Salah a hat-trick of assists, which is just, I mean, the man is just getting numbers after numbers after numbers, breaking records left, right and centre. And he must be one of the most disrespected players in world football because... He isn't even up for the player of the season, and yet he's getting better stats than Marcus Rashford. Just says it all for me. But, yeah, um, after the 3-0, we were pretty comfortable, let's be honest. Yes, we could have had maybe a 4 or 5, but I always always felt uh, after we got the third goal, and then obviously you see the, the smattering of Leicester fans leaving the, the King Power. Um, it was a very, very good victory. At a place we hadn't won since 2019, um, as well, and Trent loves a goal at the King Power. That's I think that's the second uh, he actually scored in that 2019 game, the four 0 game. Um, and yeah, his one last his one on uh, Monday was even better.
1: Yeah, I think Liverpool put up on a nice little picture on the Twitter of like that, like um split screen of the first one against Leicester back in twenty nineteen, where he, where he was a man possessed. He was like a midfielder in that game. When you look back at it, he was fucking everywhere, left hand side crossing, in for um, headed goals, scoring towards the end. Yeah, and then he's and he put in. I mean, you can talk about the goal, can't you? Does like and Doug rightly said, like it was an absolute. It's, it's world class on every level. Like, it, whatever level you want to put it in, it's just it's just absolutely class. But to, even to add to that, like, just his all round game, his all round performance, like, just picking up the ball. Like, at times when he had to shuffle over to right back, Barnes was trying to go past him. He was like, nah, mate, Barge, I'm not the way. He had energy. He just looks like a, a player who's like, finally, the pressure's been lifted because he's been. I suppose not stuck at right back but I think like his ability was kind of I don't know outgrowing that position in for what it was I suppose he needed to kind of set himself free a little bit and get into midfield and I think you've kind of Klopp given him that opportunity and him taking it in the way that he has since the tweak against Arsenal since since then since that day it's just been—it's mad. Still, to, still, when I'm watching the game, I'm still like, it's still. I still go, "Oh fucking hell, Trent, Trent's there. Not—he's not over there." Like I still do a double take. But when he gets on the ball, the quality that he's got, like the balls in behind, like he could have had an assist as well, a couple of assists, and he's got loads of assists. And he's moved, but the goal, the performance, everything about it—I just feel like I don't know. It—it's run out of words. I feel like every time I do one of these shows, we talk about how good Salah is, but I think Trent. Is getting to those levels if he continue what he's been doing in this in this new position, isn't it?
0: Well, we've also got to give plaudits to Canuti, you know, for for backing yeah. Trent up as well. But um, the great thing for me is seeing Trent smile again. You see the passion that's that's back. And uh yeah, I I I've said it all. I, I you know, I'm I'm ticking off like every word I've said about Strength, you know, there's just not enough words in the dictionary these days. I mean, that that goal, but I'm still mystified. Um giving you know, Mo the, the assist from just a little little ball like that. I'm like, really, that's that's an assist. All right, man. Sounds um, but yeah, it's strength. I mean, absolutely world class. He's our little, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, isn't he? I mean, he's that and so much younger. I mean, I, I I, put De Bruyne up there, you know, one of the world's best midfielders. But Trent, again, only 24. I mean, you know, I, I, I'd i like to see him play this position against teams like City, you know. Um, we. I think we've only seen him against you know I mean we saw Arsenal in playing that position but you know quality teams like City and see how he does uh, in that position but yeah I mean I love the tweet by Klopp I mean people are saying we're taking a buck out of Guardiola's you know playing like stones and stuff who gives a shit if it works it works I could care less if we take 11 positions from City you know what I mean, yeah. and, and put uh, them the way we play. But um, uh, yeah, the sky's the limit for that lot. I'm 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 just loving it. It's watching us now with, with Trent playing that position is just so much better than what we were watching before because it just it it just wasn't working. You know, everybody was going down that right side on Trent's side, and he was getting just bulldozed over. You know. And you could see it in his face. Trent was getting, you know, subbed. It just wasn't working. And and this, I think, has given him a new lease of life. So, may it long continue.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because like when you, I suppose it's easy, I mean, like they say, hindsight's a wonderful thing. It's easy to look back and just go, oh, why didn't Klopp do this earlier or whatever? And, Klopp probably is looking back, going, I probably should have done this loads earlier because of how well it went. It's like when when we managed to finish third, and we like we were, I mentioned before, like playing Fabinho and Henderson, centre half, and all of a sudden it was like click, and we played Phillips and um, Reese Williams, and we started winning games. and It was like, well, why didn't he fucking do that earlier? Like, it's just one of them. Like, it's I mean, it's it's easier to say after the fact, but. It's it, it still needs a lot of work going into it because I think even after the Arsenal game, Klopp was saying like there's a lot of work to be done, like to kind of get him into this position this position. It was always going to happen at some point, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But thankfully, it's made this season a lot more interesting, hasn't it, Doug? Because we can at least look back now um and kind of if we do by a miracle somehow get top four, it's because of this change and because Liverpool have decided to and like we were saying before about, like like Daz, you mentioned Fabinho as well, like players that um, have been absolutely horrific for most of the season, Henderson included, I think Robbo has been very bad for his standards. I think Van Dijk's been very bad for his standards. All those players are starting to up their game as well in, in a in, in a key time for us to keep going. And I think it's... It's made the season interesting, but I think it's made like next season as well Like with players coming in. If, if we manage to snag top four, we've got more money, we're more attractive. But even if we don't, I think people all over the world can see how good this team is and they'll they'll want to come and join this team and, and see where we can go next in clop 2.0, whatever you want to call it.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show that Liverpool can go on a run like this. I think Liverpool and City are probably the only two that can actually go on runs like this. Where they can basically they played badly, but just out of nowhere they can just like start a winning run from from nowhere, and I just think that this this we winning run. Yes, I know we've sort of scraped games as well, but it's winning ugly, which is the the main thing. You know, we won ugly against Brentford, we won ugly against Tottenham, we won ugly against West Ham. Those are the kind of games that can either get you either you know top four or obviously Europa League, which. We'll obviously need to wait and see about about, uh, about tomorrow. But no, I think if we have nine wins from um, these last two games, to get to nine wins, um, it really puts us in a good stead for, uh, for for next season. Um, and yeah, it's nice to see the resurgence of Fabinho because I think, again, he's been another one that's been criticised a lot um, recently. And by, by his standards, he hasn't been great. But I just think there's little signs showing that he is just hoovering up um, Hoover on in up position again and it is it's, it's really really good to see. Um and and look if we get nine wins and we don't get top four, it we will say it is too little, too late. But I'm still believing until mathematically it's not possible.
1: Yeah, I th- I think I don't know. I put up a tweet today and it was like it's it's quite mixed, but then I think Twitter generally it's more leaning towards like not happening. Uh, too little, too late. And it's like, yeah, fair enough. Like, but at least you, you've got to have a little bit of hope. You know what I mean? You've got to have a little bit because what's the point if not? That's the way I look at it. Like, you can't just be like, oh fuck it, like just swerve it. So like, you might as well go and tell the lads then, just to like not turn up on Saturday and just like just settle for um, Europa. Like, if there's a chance, um, then we we might as well fight for it. Because uh, I mean, like we mentioned before, like Brighton are playing uh, Newcastle tomorrow and. I don't know if you've seen all the stuff on on Twitter again. Does like the um, the whole referee stuff, which is which is the, I just think it's absolutely hilarious. Like Robert Jones, apparently licensed to the Wirral FA. Apparently lives in the huh. Wirral. Um, apparently he's got like him and all his family have got season tickets. His dad's a massive Reds. Um, his third cousin, Jurgen Klopp, and all that. You know all the usual shit. Uh, <laughs> but I just think it's hilarious. Like Newcastle fans just. We've had to put it with like the mank Teeny for years on end where stuff's going wrong, we're not giving decisions. Fair play, we might get some decisions, but like in certain games we tend to get the shitty end of the stick. And it's just funny that like people are like using Twitter as like a as a driving force or mechanism to try and get the referee changed. I just think it's it's just like It's just like, in case it goes wrong, what can we use as the reason why it's gone wrong? And I think that's that's the reason it's happening. And I think it just it just encompasses why Twitter is is mad. But I just it's still funny as well, isn't it? At the end of the day,
0: ah, you gotta love Twitter. (laughs) If 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 I'm down, I'll just get on Twitter because then I'll just start laughing. I mean, the the stuff that comes, you know, people write i mean they must have prof- professional twitter like you know people sitting in the mum's basement <laughs> and you know the it's very dark in there and all they do is like ah oh, what can, what shite can i come up with today you know to see how many views or clicks i can get it, it's it, it's it's mental but yeah i mean i'll always say it, if i didn't have a podcast i would not be on twitter i just wouldn't i just, I, I can't stand it you know it's just so annoying, but um yeah, come on. This ref stuff. If Newcastle bottle it, that's their problem. You know? Uh, same with United, if they bottle it, that's their problem, not ours. All we need to do is, you know, win our next two games and we'll see, you know, where we're at. I mean, for me, my heart says we'll sneak in the back door, but my brain's going a little bit too late, you know. I think if we if we had four more matches, I might be a bit more, you know, leaning towards getting in the top four. But, yeah, I mean, at the moment, I'm just like, let's see what Thursday's results are and then go from there. But I, I think, I mean, Brighton losing to Everton, I think that's a massive one-off. Um, I mean, they played really, really well against uh, Arsenal. And... um yeah, I, I think they can get a result against Newcastle. I really, I really do. I mean, they've got the players. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of those players next season. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's funny, like, because when you if you could, like, change the course of, like, the past, but keep everything else at the same after, you'd tell Canate just to dive ahead of that ball in the last minute against Arsenal. And we'd be we'd be all right now. We'd be all right, but then it's like all the other games that we've been shit this season. Like just 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 turn up, lads, and we'll, we'd be all right. But it's kind of it, it probably is too little, too late. But like I said, a little bit of hope. Let's see what happens. But um, we'll see tomorrow with with uh, Newcastle and Brighton. But we have got Aston Villa on Saturday, which is the last game at Anfield. It is the last game at Anfield for. A few players: Bobby Firmino, James Milner, potentially Nabi Keita, Oxley Chamberlain. Um, it's going to be a. I mean, it's. I think the last game of the season is always a good one. I think it's always, especially when Sutton's riding on it. But when you've got iconic players playing the last game at Anfield, it's a. It's going to be an emotional one, isn't it, Doug? Along with the game, hopefully going our way as well. Oh, well, uh, I mean,
2: I don't think there'll be a dry eye in the in the house on uh, on Saturday after the game um look the one thing i really want the fans to do is sing that C Senior song for 90 minutes uh, Maybe, yeah. because the fans the other night at leicester were unbelievable singing it i think for 12 minutes i think it was or, or something like that um and you, you you saw you saw how how loved bobby is um as well honestly i'm gonna miss bobby from i think we all are i'm you know, I think as well we'll miss James Milner, not not for much of his uh, play, just having that sort of character in the in the dressing room. All right, he does he does he like a a pint. He likes he likes his wine uh, James Milner. But um, obviously another couple of players. Obviously Ox. I I feel really bad for Ox because I think when he was really really good in that sort of that period, relating leading up to the the Roma game. Um, he, he was he was arguably one of our better players then, and it's just injuries have just taken a little bit of a, a hit um, as well. Kater's going to be going as well. I mean, Arthur will he get the pitch? <laughs> get <in. You>
1: know? <laughs> after we, after we get, him get him a wheelchair, get him on. <laughs> right, they'll,
2: they'll, they'll, pro- they'll probably be able to uh, to do that, but no. Um, yeah, as I said, there's not going to be a dry eye now, house because uh, obviously Roberto Firmino. James Milner, Kata, uh, Ox, all of them are going, are going to be, you know, leaving. And I think as well that are we wearing the, the new kit? Uh, we seem to be seem to do that at the last home game. Usually, um, we're new kit. so that that's something else to to look forward to um, as well. It's going to be a tricky game. Aston Villa in a um, good wee spell of form. I know, I know they lost their last away game. I think at Wolves, but ever since then they've been very, very good. Unai Emery actually took. Aston Villa from 17th place all the way up to, I think, 6th or 7th now, which is unbelievable from Villa's point of view um, as well. And they've got some very, very tidy players. Obviously, we all know from like Ollie Watkins, Jacob Ramsey, uh, you know, Martinez, the goalkeeper, like Moreno, the, the left-back as well. So we have to be on our on our toes, but I would back us against anybody at this moment in time because of the, the form we're in, um, and... At this moment in time, you look at the squad that played Leicester. I don't know if there'll be many changes from the from that team.
1: Yeah, we'll get on to that in a sec. But I, I, and you mentioned like Villa players. I feel like it's quite it's quite apt that Coutinho will be there as well for Firmino's last game. Like they had obviously such a amazing friendship off the pitch, but they also had amazing synergy on the pitch, and they were two of the big reasons why Liverpool was so good in in that period. So it's going to be. Yeah, there's a load of reasons why it's going to be a big game and a, an emotional game. But yeah, like you mentioned there, Doug. Like, let's I'm, come to you, Daz, for the um, like start eleven predictions. And I think, I think you, I think you're right, Doug, in terms of who's going to be starting because I feel like I think Nunes had a toe injury for the last game. I don't know if he'd be um, fit for this one. Hopefully, he's fit for the bench. But I just feel like the way we played against Leicester. Um, yeah, I don't think any changes are necessary is what I'm trying to say. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, I think it's the first uh, start in eleven that started against Leicester. But I just wanted to make a quick mention, hopefully on uh, the seven-minute mark, uh, they do the applause for Dan Kay, um, yeah. which I'm pretty sure they will. But uh, yeah. rest in peace, Dan. Um, but yeah, I think it's the same start eleven eleven that played against Leicester. Why change it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think because I think, um, yeah, like I said, Nunes is probably, I mean, even if he even if he doesn't risk him, I feel like if we start the same team and then we've got the likes of Milner probably coming anyway towards the end, like he always does, you've got Bobby coming on towards the end, hopefully. But I just feel like it's going to be, it might be tricky to navigate certain, like m- maybe getting Bobby on because, like, if it's, if it's like a tight game towards the end, um, I mean, you can bring them on anyway, in in hopes of getting a goal. But I'm just praying that Liverpool turn up in the way that we have, get maybe a two goal lead, and then or a three goal lead if if they if they fancy it to make me feel a lot better than the ground. And then you can bring on you can bring on Bobby towards the end, Milner at the end. Just bring them all on at once, and then you can have the little swan song to say bye. But yeah,
0: all well, cater okay, on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just bring Cater on in goal just for that just for a laugh, just like just lie him down on the along the line, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we're all I think yeah you just said doug, like it's it's probably going to be this the same team, isn't it because like like Daz said, these players deserve another go, and I think it, I think it's like we mentioned earlier with Curtis Jones. I think like he did with Jota as well um, a couple of games ago, just giving them that rhythm just so they're, they're not only ready for this season, but they're ready for next season as well. Jota has been out for a long time and he's had a, now he's played quite a lot of minutes, got obviously a massive goal against Spurs, which is, will go down as one of the best games, one of the best ways to end the game, one of the best ways to absolutely kill in and spirit. I wish I could do more <laughs> than that, but that was good enough for the moment. But um, I think having the rhythm, having the same players, having having it quite tight-knit and I think like the, the energy that we've got and I think with the players coming back from injury, I just feel like it's all kind of gone nicely and bubbling away in the cauldron, ready for obviously the end of the season but also the start of next season as well.
2: Yeah, it's falling nicely like a like a jigsaw, isn't it? It's like like every piece is sort of coming back. And yeah, I think like I think the the players get we get back at the right time was was the very very right time. Uh, and I think that's been a catalyst of our of our form as well. We've got a pretty good record against Aston Villa. They've won. I think they've only won one in the last nine against us. And obviously that was the uh, I'm not even going to mention that result um, and <laughs> the seven we all know seven to Aston Villa, but. Um, no, we have got a good, we have got a good record. Um, Villa play like a four-four-two, which is not not what you usually see um, these days in in, in football. And I they has has done very very well with um, with Aston Villa. So but as I said, if we do have a good, uh, you know, if we could have a good game, um, and yeah, I think you look at the team on on uh, Monday, and it is definitely going to be the same. I think as well. I I don't see many many changes. I don't really see any changes at all, um, to, to be quite honest with you. And, you know, I think as well that it's nice we're sort of slowly sort of merging Diaz back in. I know he didn't have his best game the other night, but it's nice to see him sort of coming back. And obviously we're doing the same with, uh, with, with Jota um, as well. We are in a very, very good stead going into going into next season, and uh, I'm looking forward to the game on, on on Saturday. Um, we we won pretty comfortably up there, three-one at uh, Villa Park. I remember Bacetic got a goal there. Um, as mm-hmm. so well, I think Van Dijk got one that day as well. So, <laughs> look, I think you know, if we, man? yeah, I think belt. if we play the way that we we did against uh, against Leicester, I think we should have uh, no problems and and uh, beating being uh, Aston Villa and. Uh, very very hopefully that uh you know results might go our way but focus on ourselves when the last two you never know
1: yeah i think it's yeah i think if the scoreline goes the way we want tomorrow then i think the villa game is then amped up a couple of more percents because i think it's like we need to then get behind them properly and obviously the last game of the season at, at Anfield but knowing that there's even more of a chance Um I mean it's it's weird because Chelsea play both teams and I feel like having Chelsea involved and relying on Chelsea any other season I would have been like this that is great great fucking news but this season it is not great fucking news it is bad bad news well, do, um, you,
0: do you think Mick though with Poch coming back though he's going to be in the stands so these lads are actually playing for True. their jobs. So I I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against Chelsea getting a result like, like not getting a result against uh who did, who did they play Newcastle right and Man United?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: they've got they've got Newcastle last day of the season and yeah. they're at Man United next Thursday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just wouldn't put it past them. So, you know, I mean maybe the football gods, you know, be like yeah, Liverpool, you played shite three quarters of the season, but you're doing <laughs> boss now, so uh, yeah, you can have that fourth spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good point, Daz. it's a good point, yeah, if he's if he fancies just like, just show his face on the big screen the whole game, or like, just, yeah, just zoom in on him, like, and just I see him, if and <laughs> yeah, just riding on the eyes, and everyone can just look at that while they're playing, and as a kick up the arse, that'll be sound. Um. But yeah, so I think team predictions. I think we've just all confirmed it's probably all going to be the same unless um, something drastic happens. But let's come to let's come to score predictions. And I don't know. Daz, I will come to you second then? Because I know you said you don't like score predictions that much. But I know that Doug on your on your channel you do a lot of score predicting. Um, and I sometimes forget to do it because like Christian sometimes has to remind me because I forget because I'm like I can't be asked because I'm always wrong. <laughs> Um, but I'll go first. I reckon. I reckon three one. But Doug, what do you think?
2: I was. I was going to go something similar to that. I'm actually going to say we get another clean sheet. I'm going to go like three 0 I think it'll be a. I think if we get an early goal, I think we can you know ease our way through this uh, this game. Like Ollie Watkins is, is always a, a danger um, from you know any, anything as well. Ramsey is a very very good player. Obviously, being scorers, we got to mention Super John McGinn uh, just in there <laughs> as well. But but uh, yeah, I'm going to go 3-0. i going to go 3-0 Liverpool.
1: I'd absolutely love a 3-0. Daz, are you going 3-0 as well? 4-0? Uh,
2: I'm
0: just going with a win. <laughs> like, I just don't do score predictions. I mean, but the other lads you know, that, that are on the paths, they do. I've just never done them. I just... Yeah, I'm more like either we win or we lose, but I think we'll win comfortably. How about that?
1: Sam, that sounds like a oh, no
0: luck. Not, not not to win the game. Hopefully, we're 3 4 0 up by then. And then he does a no luck just to uh, put a cherry on, 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 on the cake.
1: Yeah, I think if it's 3 0, then he comes on and scores. The roof will absolutely. Fucking go off in there, but um, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, in terms of score predictions, we'll, we're actually going to be starting more of like a. It's, this is going to be ideal for you, Daz. You should come on every week because we're going to start like a score prediction league next year. So oh, just man. get you on every week, and you can just go, yeah, Liverpool yeah. win. <Thanks>. Yeah, Paul. Paul, one of our listeners and great guys, is going to be sorting it for us. Um, so we'll be we'll start doing that a little bit more and take it a bit seriously. Well, you know. It- to, to a level not like seriously, like proper seriously but just like if people get a get it you get like what is it three points if you get it right two if you get it i don't know i don't know paul's gonna sort it. i'm gonna leave it all to him um but i'll be starting next year if you because we have got a whatsapp group and i know doug is part of the whatsapp group but does if you want to i know you're not so you can if you want one out um but i'm just opening it up to everyone as well listening if you want to join just the uh, amazon instagram or or twitter it's co- at copy podcast if you want to if you want to join the whatsapp group and get involved with some footy chat and some random chat as well loads of uh liverpool photos and all kinds of all kinds of good stuff then yeah let us know um but yeah i think we can leave it there lads but before we go i just want to just to like advertise where where you are so um i'll come to you first doug so where, where can where can we find you
2: yeah, you can find me on the Dugger Football Channel on uh, on YouTube. My Twitter handle is Ernold underscore nineteen ninety two. Instagram is douglas.horn, and you can also find me on Facebook at douglas james horn. But thank you very much, Mick, for uh, for having me.
1: No worries, and does? You?
2: Uh, on
0: YouTube, just the uh, the Liverpool Connection podcast on Twitter at ATX Reds podcast. Um, yeah. So don't bother me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have to- thing it's still I'm still trying to get the Instagram stuff sorted as well I mean it's just you know Twitter's quite easy yeah you're normally on it anyway and then YouTube obviously you know you put your episodes up but then Instagram you you gotta put pictures up like every single like day and stuff and I'm just like oh come on you know just gotta keep that following Uh, it's crazy but yeah mech I really appreciate I'm, I'm finally happy that I've made it on you know
1: yeah yeah no another plenty, one off
0: your bucket list
1: yeah plenty more that came about we'll have you on more for the score prediction show like I said <laughs> um, yeah I think Instagram's Instagram's a bit more of a chore isn't it. like when I'm posting stuff I always find like if I haven't, like, I'll the day after I'll be like, "Oh, fucking, I haven't posted on Instagram." And you're like, "Oh, can I be asked?" I'll leave it, and then it's just like, if I've got a video clip, which I might, I'll do a few from this show. Then I might do it, but sometimes I just like, "Oh, I can't be asked." Um, but yeah, nice one, lads. Appreciate you both jumping on. I'll be back tomorrow with. Uh, I've got Mike Reed from Opta on another stat show because there's. So many stats that he sent me. They're so good. I can't wait to talk about them. There's so many good ones. So, yeah, look out for that tomorrow. And, yeah, nice one, everyone, for listening. Nice one to Doug and to Daz. And, yeah, appreciate the sport as always. And we'll see you all very soon. Nice one.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.